Welcome back to episode 52 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler free where I give my overall opinion on the series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Yosuga no Sora, released in 2010 by Studio Feel. It has 12 episodes and comes in sub only. After the death of their parents, Haru and his twin sister Sora move to a rural town where they spent summers growing up. Haru quickly reconnects with old friends and develops new relationships while Sora barely leaves the house and refuses to go to school. Unlike with Siren, I went into Yosuga no Sora knowing it was split into four different romantic paths. I feel this made me more open while viewing the series. What made the style of storytelling watchable to me now where it wasn't in Siren is the show never completely reset. The knowledge I gained from a character wasn't lost, only the romantic aspect of Haru's relationship with a specific girl was being erased. Having all the characters present in most episodes gave me insight to them even when they weren't the focus of that particular mini-story. So Haru is a very caring person and constantly thinks about others. He's always worried about his sister, he takes an interest in Akira's living situation, concerned for her being alone at the shrine. He bails Kazuhu out of being scolded by her father, then takes her on a date to clear her mind. With all that being said, Haru would come off as mature, but he is also a teenaged boy. Watching him zone out admiring the different girls while they try to talk to him was accurate of any 16-year-old dude. Kazuha is the rich girl in town. She's the only student before Haru arrived to have a cell phone and is driven to school every day in a fancy car. It must be weird to be wealthy in a country town. There's nowhere to blow your family's money, like you can only buy so many ice creams. Kazuha has a half-sister named Akira who she cares for deeply. Kazuha goes out of her way looking out for Akira to let her know that she is loved and wanted. Kazuha is under the impression their shared father has cast Akira aside. This has caused friction in the relationship she has with her parents. When it's revealed Kazuha's father has been supporting Akira's finances in secret and visiting her privately to avoid hurting Kazuha's mother, Kazuha sees her father isn't the monster she built him up to be. She's now able to reconsider an actual relationship with him. Ironically, girls most often give it up because of their daddy issues. Haru had to wait until Kazuha's were fixed before he got laid. All you have to do to get the girl is be attentive. Haru recognized Kazuha as a kind person. He sees her caring for Akira as being helpful, not nagging. Then he flatters her by commenting on the style in which he thinks she plays the viola. Kazuha took those compliments and ran with it. I found it funny when Akira was giving Haru a shoulder massage and Kazuha scolds her for getting too close to him. I thought that was pretty bold seeing as she will be the first one to get physical with him. Watching the series a second time, I realize it's only 12 episodes, but damn Haru and Kazuha's relationship was pushed into high gear quick. They were out-tonguing each other in the street after one date. When the sex scene started, I was really taken by surprise. Anyone who has watched this series should be confused by this, as the opening and endings provide many hints to these kind of things happening. At the time of watching Yosuga no Sora, I was skipping the openings to avoid spoilers. When it came to the goofy cartoonish ending scenes, they appeared corny to me, so I just skipped them too. This first hookup was at the end of episode 4, so up to this point I had no indication the show would be including graphic naughty arts of the bedroom content. It even turns out this isn't Haru's first time, but you could have fooled me with the way he aggressively entered on the first go. Having Haru and Kazuha smash as the end of their arc was one way to go out with a bang. The first thing I related to Akira is I've always hated sunscreen. Watching her reaction to having to put some on resonated with me deeply. Akira was the sweetest girl of the bunch. She selflessly helps the elderly in the community by doing their shopping. 
Akira was very energetic and always on the move. This never stop attitude and going overboard helping people eventually catches up to her. Akira collapsed from exhaustion and this would have happened even earlier if Kazuha hadn't been forcing Akira to put herself before others once in a while. We see Kazuha even have to pull Akira away from saying yes to every request just so she can use the bathroom. I understand trying to do good things for others but when it comes at the cost of your own health it isn't worth it. It was made clear early on that Haru and Akira had known each other before he moved there. It isn't until Sora's necklace and the photos of the summer festival reminded him of Akira and her amulet. Akira always does so much for others that Haru's determination to help her must have been a shock. With all the effort he put into looking for the lost memento from her mother, he deserved that shared bath. When it came to the baby switched at birth plotline, I was conflicted. After discovering Akira looking out the school window admiring a happy family, I wanted that for her. At this junction, it's not like the mother would have cast Kazuha aside, so they could all be one family. On the other hand, like Hiro said, there is a chance Akira could still be rejected by the mother. Haru needed to chill pressuring for a DNA test and getting involved in something that doesn't concern him. Going to Kazuha's house and telling her the situation was way out of bounds. If this was true, Kazuha's world would have been torn apart. This whole scenario was just all too convenient. Both pregnant women weren't feeling well and were admitted to the clinic. The girls are birthed on the same day with the same father in the same room. But I will say having the mother look scary similar to Akira was a good way to keep the suspense of where the girl switched at birth. I liked how it concluded and I'm happy with the story overall. After their tumble in the sheets, Akira asked to be with Haru forever. He breaks eye contact with an expression that said, I would love to, but I have to start my next arc with a new girl. Which brings us to now, who was actually the girl next door. Her look and behavior reminded me of Sinon's real life persona outside of the game in Sword Art Online 2. When Haru first went to greet Nao's mother during the move back into his grandparents' place, he seemed cold towards Nao. Later seeing what happened between them, I can understand why that initial encounter was awkward. You think it would be any guy's dream, but at a young age, things can be damaging to an impressionable mind. And when it was all said and done, she looked back at Haru expecting like a smile or smirk of gratitude, but he looked broken instead. Call it what you want, but she assaulted him. Now's parents fought a lot and she couldn't take the noise, so she decided to hump Haru to take away frustration. I mean, what a weak reason to break someone's psyche. I didn't feel the relationship of Nao and Haru came close to either Kazuha or Akira. It seemed Haru one day didn't want other guys to look at Nao, so that just means he's in love with her. The problem is Nao is just boring. Look at the difference between Haru and Kazuha under the umbrella at the beach compared to when it was Haru and Nao. Haru also had to properly explain dating Nao to Sora where that wasn't required with the other girls. Sora was actually pretty accepting when it came to both Kazuha and Akira's relationship with Haru. But when it was Nao, Sora was over it. Sora saw them do the nastiest kids and his fearful now will steal Haru away from her. The one time I had any sympathy for Sora is when she walks in on Haru and now getting it on. Anyone who's ever gotten down before knows if you were caught you'd instinctively stop. Try to cover up or if you're with someone else's girl, run. Now says Haru's name and he's thinking he's killing it when in fact now saw Sora. Haru then locks eyes with his sister and doesn't stop. He does an additional four thrusts before the scene cuts away. Like, this man is just a disgusting savage. This was followed by Haru making the dumbass decision going to comfort Sora while she tossed a half-naked now out of their house. In that situation, you don't pick your sister over your girlfriend. I didn't like Nao's character or her history with Haru. I would call it creepy, but it doesn't come close to competing with Sora's nasty arc. I like Sora the best in Nao's arc. Her love for Haru was still sisterly, and her fear of abandonment was a good storyline. When Sora was playing sick and calling Haru back home, I understood the reasoning, 
Sora isn't very social and while she does make some friends, Haru was the one introducing her to the majority of people. After seeing Haru almost drown, it puts into perspective if Haru was gone, she'd have no one. Clearly they extend a family want nothing to do with him, they sent these two to live on their own. Wanting to keep Haru close and believing remaining at home will prevent him from leaving, I got it. On the other side, if I found this weasel Sora laid out on the floor just to discover she has no fever and is munching on chips, ice cream, and soda, Sora's getting her head snapped back from when I slapped the shit out of her for making me run home. Sora was a brat from the start, stealing Haru's pokey to sulking about moving and getting angry for having to walk more than 10 minutes to a store. Sora is also creepy, she dresses like a doll and carries around a black plush bunny. I don't think I've ever seen a dark stuffed bunny before, it just screamed evil. The way Sora touted on Haru holding onto his shirt as they walked or nuzzling her head into his back while on the bicycle was alarming. Look, I'm not an idiot, I was 99% sure the last relationship Haru was going to have was with Sora. But that 1% of me was so hopeful that Kozue, who had not been present for a while, would make a surprise return and be the final girl. They had a moment during the first episode when their bikes nearly collided, and I was wrong about her being Haru's last lover, but she was indeed brought back. This poor girl was subject to discovering what I feel was the hardest scene to watch in this entire show. When Kozue busts through the door and Sora looks up with an O face, to this day anytime I think about that shot my stomach curls. Kozue was dumb and did it to herself, as if hearing wasn't enough she forced herself to see it. Now handled the situation the best she could, definitely not accepting or condoning the relationship, but she suppressed it down in the vault. I feel now we'll eventually get over it in a few years, I doubt she would even think about it too often. Kozue, on the other hand, you can see when she's slouched over her bike, she's been scarred for life. No amount of therapy is going to completely fix that psychological trauma. When Kozue is in her 40s with a husband and kids of her own, that image of Sora is going to randomly pop up in her head and she will get shivers down her spine every time. The fact Haru and Sora are banging is weird on its own, but is it made worse by them being twins? For me, the optics of it was just rough. Sora has been built as this sickly, frail girl. Their gray hair and pale, clammy skin make the pair of them just look uncomfortable. Especially while they're together. And if you're going to do creepy sibling shit, at least be smart about it. If you want to get physical, close the blinds and lock the doors. But they weren't even really trying to hide it. Sora's hanging off Haru in front of everyone and they feed each other lunch at school. It was just gross. I wish Sora would have gotten with a guy from school. He tried hard to make her feel comfortable with everyone. The most normal Sora appears is when she had fun during the beach day, which was all organized by him. My heart was broken discovering Sora's voice actor Hiroko Taguchi also voiced Amine from The Fruit of Grisaya. One character I love so much and the other makes me sick. I can't put all the blame on Sora. Seeing this series a second time, I realized Haru was just as much in the wrong when it came to pursuing the relationship. Haru having doubts and deciding separating would be for the best created a false memory of him always being against the relationship for me. I was under the impression Sora forced him into it, but that wasn't the case, he was all in for a bit. The final scene of these two on the train out of town together was awkward. Any couple who would have one partner straddle the other and start sucking face on public transit needs to be shot. The idea of moving to a place where no one knows them and they can't be judged for their choice is plausible, but they are twins. Just by looking at them, it's easy to tell they're related. Do they honestly think the neighbors won't notice their future kids with extra fingers and a third eye? Rewatching the series is when I realized Sora and Haru are dead at the end. Who pulled them out of the lake? Sora wouldn't have the strength and Haru was out cold. Lastly, Sora's bunny is shown ripped apart on her bed, but during the final scene, the bunny is shown intact on the train. 
I saw an argument that she just bought a new bunny, but like I mentioned earlier, that's a pretty unique doll. I don't think you can just get that at the store. These creeps were reborn to be freaks together. You know what I think would have made this ending much better? Just let these two drown in the damn lake and end it. Now let's get into some nitpicks. Haru dancing around like an idiot whenever his cell phone went off, like just chill and answer it normally. Haru's place is filled with western style beds and Sora uses one. Why does he still choose to sleep on the floor? I could understand if it was a nice futon, but he pretty much lays on sheets. Now made it seem like such a big deal for Sora to sew the buttons on her school uniform as it's tradition. Cut to later in the same episode, Akira sewing buttons on a shirt for another girl, followed by Kazuha sewing the buttons on for Sora. When Nao and Haru are hiding in the changing room, they begin to laugh super hard tearing the box when nothing funny was mentioned. Nao dropped her utensils on the floor and Haru was down the hallway. She waited for him to walk all the way over to pick them up and hand them to her. If Sora is hot all the time, stop wearing those ridiculous long sleeve dresses. Quote of the series. Let's play the seed spitting game again, aka let me see what that mouth do now. Best girl waifu and harem. One of the things that pissed me off the most about this series is the less interested I was in a romantic partner for Haru, the more the show pushed it. Kazuha gets her two episodes in one short spicy scene. Akira gets her two episodes a cuddle in the bath and her back blown out. Now gets damn near five episodes and she rocked Haru's world as a kid, then he returns the favor at his house and the festival. Lastly, Sora had her perversion sprinkled throughout the series, but it received a three-episode finisher, with damn near more naughty scenes than the other girls combined. Best girl to me is Akira. I really enjoyed Haru and Kazuha as a couple. So when the relationship reset, I was expecting good competition, and there was. Akira, in my opinion, was the deepest character, and I liked her attitude overall the most. None of these girls are waifu material, and my harem would be hero only. Ryoka Tanaka not only voiced Hiro, but Yumiko from the Fruit of Grisaya as well. Final thoughts. I really did enjoy the first half of Yosuga no Sora. I go back and forth on whether or not I'd watch this series if given the chance to have my memory wiped. This is not my original recommendation, I saw it on a video and can't help but agree with it. Watch this series, but be aware of the last two episodes. By this time, you will know what's going to happen, and if that material isn't for you, skip the ending. If you want to see the series in its entirety, by all means, go ahead. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.